It's time for our GMS Focus portion of the week. The ongoing trucker strike entered its uh, 11th day on Sunday, 12th day today. While the labor side shows no signs of abating, President Yoon prepared an executive order for striking truckers in the fuel and steel industries to return to work. Now, paired with the so-called work start orders that opens up the possibility of criminal punishment, the government's hardline stance as of yesterday is paired with also financial constraints for those who refuse to return to work. To better gauge the current situation, we're joined by Professor Kim Byung-ju of the Hankook University of Foreign Studies. Good morning, Professor Kim. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. The trucker strike will be on its 12th day, while the Yoon administration seems to be upping its ante with its hardline stand. So how do we assess the current situation, Professor Kim? Yes, uh, we have uh, plenty of media reports and uh, people talking about it big time. Uh, as the truckers have joined the strike altogether, the, the overall flow of goods and uh, you know materials and so on uh, in this manu- heavily manufacturing economy, this is a critical factor. A lot of people believe, and mm-hmm. as the the you know input materials for production, uh, their supply is interrupted. There are growing concerns. Some people say by uh, December first. I mean, by the way, the the day I guess today is the twelfth day, mm-hmm. and uh, by December first, last Thursday, the estimate was the impact in terms of the loss in shipments have reached the 1.6 trillion won, which is not a small amount at all. And this morning, there are reports saying that loss actually altogether has uh, got to close to 3 trillion won in terms of loss, productions, loss, mm-hmm. shipments, and so on. Uh, people saying there are gas stations where they don't have a gasoline mm-hmm. uh, supply because the oil trucker, uh, you know, oil tank trucks uh, could not, uh, you know, supply the the fuels and so on. So uh, this is impacting the ordinary drivers. They're saying the number of stations experiencing, gas stations that's experiencing this kind of difficulty is reaching close to 70 around the country. So uh, this is a... uh, this is not a, a, a not so serious situation. This seems to be a serious situation, and government is uh, acting on it. Last Tuesday, in fact, the cabinet meeting, Korean government cabinet meeting, approved a measure, what they call executive order, in that this is a government actually ordering certain sector mm-hmm. uh, workers to get back to their work if. Uh, where, where they face the situation there, these workers are in a, working in an industry that's very critical for the national interest. Mm. And this executive order was issued for the uh, truckers that uh, carry cement, the construction uh, material. And uh, <clears throat> that was implemented last Tuesday. And some people are saying uh, that executive order is working out for the cement uh, carrying uh, trucks to the construction sites. Mm. And uh, they're saying every Tuesday, Korean government has uh, cabinet meetings. And they're saying perhaps tomorrow, additional uh, executive order may be issued for oil tanker trucks and other critical material carriers such as uh, steels and so on. Mm. They're saying there are certain uh, even steel mill factories, steel mills that are running out of uh, space in terms of the, the things that they produce and they're running out of storage and 
you know, they really need to ship these uh, products to the different sites and so on. So they're saying steel industry is facing real crisis mm-hmm. as well. Mm. And uh, the key point here is that why, why the strike? The, right. the strike itself is around the issue of so-called safety, uh, the safe trucking freight rates. And this is a little bit of a technical matter, but basically, uh, you know, for the last several years, uh, truck drivers have enjoyed uh, this uh, system called safe trucking freight rates, and, and it's, uh, it, it has a sunset uh, clause, and it's expiring at the end of this, this month mm-hmm. uh, after two years implementation. So that's what they're fight, fighting for, basically. They want to keep the system in place, and uh, business are saying, well, let's talk about that, let's think about it, renewing it, and whatever, and so that's what they're fighting for. Overall, the supply of goods in the meantime has been uh, interrupted as a result of this strike. Uh, well, inform our listeners what exactly that safe uh, trucking freight rate system is. But first and foremost, I think it's worth giving a, a, a bigger context, perhaps, for our listeners who are non-local. Uh, how can you tell us a little about the truckers union, its characteristics, and maybe a brief history? Because, from what I understand, labor unions in select industries seem to have a reputation for being headstrong and uncompromising. So, how do these truckers union compare? Right, uh, truckers union. We all talk about uh, we well, we all call it truckers union in English. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Korean uh, expression is "hamul yonde," and yonde is different from nojo, the labor union itself. So, technically, this is not a uh, labor union. Uh, listeners may ask, oh, what, "What do you mean?" Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, truckers are not employees. So uh, they are yeah, they are entrepreneurs on their own. They are they are business owners of their own. So uh, this is alliance of uh, truckers right. who are independent uh, business people. And so technically, it's not a union, but it belongs to this alliance uh, truckers union. Let's call it that way. Mm-hmm. It belongs to the uh, Korea KCTU Korea Confederation of Trade Unions uh, mm-hmm. subunit called National Public transportation union so it is technically not union but it is a union uh, mm-hmm. in, in actual contents and and uh, it's one of the most pay, uh, the powerful uh, unions in the nation uh, of course the well-known unions is the steel workers union which is again part of kctu mm-hmm. and uh, together with that uh, the truckers union has been a very powerful force because they they, their impact in terms of economy is so big when you cannot carry materials from to, from one place to another, the, the economy stops. And overall, the uh, Truckers Union actually was born about 20 years ago, and uh, 20, uh, 2002, 2003, there was a huge strike. Mm. And uh, as a result of it, they, they formed the union. Before and after that, uh, the, the perennial problem with the truckers is that uh, these individual entrepreneurs, they have to deal with big businesses and usually the, the imbalance of power in, for instance, big business on one hand and then these individual truckers. Uh, of course, the, the businesses have upper hand. They can always ask for low price, uh, you know, like fast delivery and stuff. So uh, there has been this kind of asymmetry of power, economic market power. And because uh, there was a need to deal with this, truckers have formed a union to back about 20 years ago. Um, since then, 
uh, exercising their market power. I mean, so once they formed this Turkish Union, they became a very, very powerful entity. And uh, 2003 strike was a very famous one. We had a big strike 2006, 8, 9, 12, 19. Uh, regular, almost regularly, we have had this Turkish Union exercising their their big power since then. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the nationwide umbrella union, the KCTU, that has been largely behind this trucker strike? I believe they reclaimed its status as the largest umbrella union back in 2020. Do they still hold that status? I think they do. Yeah. I think they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we talk about national umbrella union, often we talk we talk about KCTU, Korea Confederation of trade unions that you just uh, asked a question about, KCTU. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also mentioned KCTU is an umbrella union that that uh, covers the truckers' union. Mm-hmm. That's one. And then another one, uh, the one with longer history is K, uh, FKTU, mm-hmm. Federation of Korean Trade Unions. And uh, FKTU has a long history. There was a setup back in 1960. But this KCTU we are talking about, this was set up uh, mid-1990s, <clears throat> uh, after Korea's democratization. And uh, a lot of people argue that FKTU has been around for a long time and a little bit more con- relatively conservative, traditional, and uh, has been often sanctioned by the government as a legitimate unit before government uh, legalized uh, KCTU. So here the picture is clear. KCTU has been up and rising mm. for the last several decades as a a uh, real challenging force against business. Uh, KCTU claims that they're the real uh, legitimate union. They're not saying FKTU is illegitimate, but KCTU is saying we are the one who really represent the workers' mm-hmm. uh, voice. Mm-hmm. But in hearing that, of course, uh, Korea as a nation has seen KCTU as a uh, relatively radical, progressive mm-hmm. uh, face of Korea's labor movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, the conservatives often accuse KCTU as a home base for all the uh, radical progressives in mm-hmm. Korean politics. Um, I think it goes a little bit too far, maybe, in, the, in saying so. But they say famous politicians like Shim Sang-jung, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the head, uh, the, the long-time head, former head of the Justice Party, mm-hmm. and the late Noe Chan, mm-hmm. and then Kwon Young-gil, the presidential uh, candidate, uh, these people, these big names of politics all came from uh, KCTU. So uh, what we are saying is KCTU is a very powerful social organization in the form of a labor union. And it's, uh, it's a power has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. And its impact on progressive politics has been uh, very, very considerable in, in Korea's uh, recent history. So it's a very, very powerful organization and entity which might in turn explain uh, the stringent set of orders coming from the President Yoon administration that is conservative. The work start orders, it hasn't been issued in a, in a very, very long time. But I guess sidestepping that for a second, just to explain to our listeners what is at the core of the strike itself, can you explain the safe uh, trucking freight rate system? Yeah, safe trucking freight rate system, uh, SDFR, this STFR, the rates are set by the committee. STFR committee exists, mm-hmm. and uh, the representatives of labor and the business and the government, they sit down together and they set a, a set uh, rate for, for trucking service. And uh, this has been in place for several years, I think since uh, 2019, if my recollection mm-hmm. is right. Before then, what happened was... Uh, 
uh, you know, as I said, uh, you know, this is power imbalance. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the big business uh, having all the all the business deals uh, to be supplied to the truckers and so on. Truckers that uh, has been long talked about. They were very tired, mm-hmm. and they or sometimes go overloading of their trucks, which is a big public uh, safety hazard. Mm-hmm. And then they they speed. So uh, this fatigue on the part of uh, drivers problem mm. overloading of the trucks big problem uh and then speeding of the trucks big problem and and uh, uh one of the ways to deal with this problem was setting up this committee to set a certain rate uh mm. and just guaranteeing uh you know certain pricing for the for the truckers and mm. the thing is uh that was set up as i said a, as a result of a long strike serious of trust strike 2019 and it has been put in place 2000 20 and this coming December 31st is the two year and and when it started it had a two year sunset period so the idea was okay let's put this in place for two years let's see how it works right. now the, the the position is the truckers union is saying that we have to make this system permanent right. uh, put in place permanently and then also expand the coverage mm. of uh, this this uh, you know the system for all different kinds of, uh, you know, uh, trucking services and regardless of industries and so on. And that's truckers unions position on one hand. And then business position is that, okay, this system has been put in place for the last two years. Now let's talk about a new system uh, that does something similar, but more rational, more market principle based. Mm -hmm. Let's install, let's discuss a new system. Let's put it in a new system. That's a big, uh, that's a business Mm. Uh, stance. So mm. there's a gap in between. And then government comes in, in between the middle and says, okay, what about if we ex, uh, extend the sunset another three years okay. and talk about different systems? So truckers union, make this one permanent, make mm. the protection of the truckers permanent. Mm. Business says, let's have a new system. Government says, oh, what about if we keep this just another three years? Mm. So there's three different <laughs> <laughs> uh, positioning. Uh, they crash, and then then uh, the the truckers are staging this strike. And in the meanwhile, <laughs> it, the effects of the extended strike ripples into well, just our daily lives. So it, it does seem like the three different stances have no means of compromising. But isn't that what we need to move forward? So how should the union government resolve the current rather complicated case and handle labor issues going forward? Right, right. This is a difficult question. And, uh, of course, all parties at this point, the union government is saying law and order, basically. Mm. And so go with the law and uh, we will, uh, you know, we'll make sure that no one breaks the law, basically. That's the union government's current position. And truckers union, firm position, let's make this system permanent otherwise. Uh, I guess, as, as you just mentioned, uh, things need to be worked out in the form of compromise. That's what we are expecting altogether. And uh, the concerns for the truckers is real. Their public mm-hmm. safety, their fatigue, their overloading, their speeding. Uh, we want to prevent that. So the public kind of uh, shares the concern. And at the same time, we don't want the supply cost, the, the, the freight cost of all these products of Korean economy to remain stable because this is heavily manufacturing-based economy. And if the transportation uh, cost goes up, everything that we produce becomes more expensive, and then we cannot compete in the world market. So, and that means job losses. So, 
there are all these you know competing interests everywhere, and we need to balance out. The the hope is uh, truckers union has been around for the last twenty years, and there have been uh, you know big strikes, and then there have been some good compromises that produced ending of these strikes in the in the past as well. So mm. I guess the, the the a lot of people who have been watching this issue, even though it's sometimes difficult to follow the technicalities of it, but but experts are saying the union government came in with the with the catchphrase uh, fairness and common sense. So. Mm. Fairness and common sense means something beyond just the law and order, simplistic idea of law and order, uh, but uh, more of uh, high-level uh, politics, uh, trying to produce compromise and consensus. So, so experts mm-hmm. are saying they want to see law uh, union government taking further steps for uh, producing a compromise that will satisfy as many different parties as possible, and at the same time, truckers union. Uh, also agreeing to a compromise rather than yeah. sticking, sticking to their their position, uh, you know, in a in a stubborn way, and that way this society can produce more relatively optimal uh, outcomes. So I guess the the idea is compromise, mm. and all the parties giving in a little bit of their their interest for the sake of social and national interest. I guess th- those are easy principles to say, but of course <laughs> hard to practice. Professor Kim, if everyone were as level-headed as you were, then we wouldn't need to have this conversation, but that's just not how the world works. But thank you very much for clarifying (laughs) and giving us a difficult, uh, uh, an answer to a difficult question. Have a safe week. We'll speak to you again next week. See you again. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.